Father Jonathan, how was your birthday? David Lugo, it was quite nice. Good. Uh, I didn't really do a whole lot, but you know, it's not really my style to do a whole lot for my birthday. Well, you had a Super Bowl and you had the presentation of the Lord. That's right. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, how was the presentation of the Lord? It was cool. I had, I think as I mentioned before, I had never actually seen the blessing of the candles or the procession. Mm-hmm. So my first time was as the celebrant, which was interesting because I didn't really have anything to compare it to. Um, I will say, doing, and this could have been me just doing it wrong, <laughs> which is not outside of the realm of possibilities, but having a blessing of the candles in the morning like in mid-morning at like 10 o'clock, yeah. seemed a little weird. Because <laughs> Yeah, because it's super bright outside. Yeah. It's bright. The wind's blowing. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never seen that right happen. Um, yeah. Ever. Maybe that's why it fell out of practice. <laughs> yeah. I must say, I, I was reading something saying that the right of blessing the candles on the Feast of the Presentation was a much bigger deal before electricity. Oh, sure. I could see that. You know, and there was something really great about bringing all of your candles that you were going to have use of, you know, in the near future. Right. I don't know. There's something kind of nice about that. Um, I could, yep. I could imagine in a parish yep. setting using it as an opportunity to bless like your altar candles for the next liturgical year. Yeah, that's what we did. Not all of them, but a lot of the, some of the ones that we used, um, that we'll use on the side altars were nice. among the blessed. Nice. Did you, uh, preach yesterday or did you, uh, I did. So I kept it short. Um, mostly, well, there are lots of reasons why I kept it short. Um, because of that pit I nearly fell in last week. Right, right. About death. <laughs> With death. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to stay away from that. <laughs> Avoid so death. Not, okay, good. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Avoid death. Uh, but also for the, for our big mass, we had the right of welcome for our one, um, candidate. Nice. And so it was like, th- 45 minutes in by the time I started preaching. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was a shorter homily. But, you know, I, th- I I mean, I liked it. I thought it was an <laughs> – what I tried to do was to show how this presentation um, and this candle, Christ as the light that Simeon um, professed and that Anna also professed, like that. this is um, – this is, in a sense, like a how we – I used a Lord of the Rings uh, reference, and I don't think anybody got it. These are the beacons of, of Rohan that oh, we sure, light sure. to be on our way um, towards Easter. Like, we need something to keep help keep that end in mind. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, from, from Christmas to Epiphany, Epiphany to Presentation, Presentation, you know, onward until we get to – I like that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so – so I, yeah, kind of what I, looked at. I got, I got a chance to preach and I got to tell you, this was a really cool experience that, uh, you and I had talked about before, but we, I kind of fell out of practice, which was preparing my homily in Spanish and not in English. Uh-huh. Um, mm. cause you and I have been talking in English clearly, and I've been reading the readings in English for our conversations and something yesterday when I was preparing my homily stood out that I didn't even notice because I was reading it now in Spanish. And I'll just go back to it really quick before we start talking about this next week. Um, in the letter to the Hebrews last week, there was this line, surely he did not help angels, but rather the descendants of Abraham. And mm. when I read that in English last week, I highlighted it, but I didn't really, nothing really inspired me with it. But then I read it in Spanish, and in Spanish, the language was, 
and he extended his hands not to the angels, but to the children of Abraham. And Hmm. the image of God extending his hand to the children of Abraham, to me, was a very striking image. Um, Yeah. So I started to really think about that and praying with it. And then I thought about the Feast of the Presentation as the child Jesus is the hand of God being reached out to Israel. Um, oh yeah and yeah and it's just that image was lost on me because of the english translation so anyway so i preached on that a lot uh which is cool very cool yeah very cool um so yeah so this next week there's no feast we have the fifth sunday in ordinary time anything uh right off the bat you want to jump into Ooh, i do want to have a a quick a, a, a quick there we go footnote from last week oh sure you know we always talk we always talk about the struggle of preaching the feast versus preaching the readings yes well, last week was both because <laughs> the feast was literally in the reading. Yeah, so it was really yeah, yeah. kind of refreshing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Cool, man. Um, gotcha. Anyway. Yeah. You know, this, it's, it's the same problem. They're all too good. Mm. <laughs> you know, from the gospel, you are the salt of the earth. Yeah. Um, but if salt, and I mean, it's, it's a biting reading that I don't know that we, f- re- we really feel the bite anymore. If salt loses its taste, what with what can it be seasoned? Is that what you? Yeah, that part. You are light of no. the world. It is no longer good for anything, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, I don't, like, yeah. Mm. Do you read that as a woe, like a woe to you, or is I read it more as like a this is how important you are? Is that absolutely? Yeah, you know, yeah, that you're not being trampled underfoot. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like, I think it is supposed to be a little like you know, what are you doing? Going back to that first reading that we'll talk about here in a second, but like, what are we doing? Mm. <laughs> are we salt um, that is still being used as season? Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe another way of looking at that is that like, okay, we are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world, but that comes with a responsibility. It's not just a nicety of saying, you know, blessed are you, but it's also saying, blessed are you, Yeah. but... Yeah. You have responsibility, and if you yeah. if you don't season the earth, if you don't you know shine brightly for men to see, then what are you even doing? Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with with the uh, with the lamp under the bushel basket. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we we and we do this all of us all the time. We put these wonderful graces and these wonderful um, gifts that we've been given. We put them away. We hide them. You know. Well, what if this guy knows that I like? To write poetry, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what if, you know, things like that. Right, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to jump right into where I think the crux of this is. Um, tell me. So here, here's the thing. The, the whole of this upcoming Sunday's readings has to do with that. But if you go to the kernel of it, the whole of everything I think has to do with God's glory. Because, because notice in the first reading, uh, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And then if you notice uh-huh. in the gospel that they may see your good deeds so that the glory of our heavenly father may be had. So glorify your yep. heavenly father. Yep. So the reason I, I point that out is that God's glory, I think, should be central, which is hard to preach on. But I think that there's mm. something to be said about that temptation we have to to hide our light under a bushel basket is there's a false humility that happens. Mm. Yeah, I like okay. that. And that's what St. Paul is speaking of. Is he? Oh, yeah. Uh, I did not come with sublimity of words or of wisdom, but with the mystery of God. Yeah. So maybe there's a there's a lesson here of false humility. So I might have a temptation of saying, you know, I am a really good writer, but I don't want people to know because then that'll bring attention to me 
and the attention should be on God, let's say. Yeah. When yeah. the the irony is, is that me being a good writer is a gift from God to shine brightly so that God may be glorified. So the false yep. humility yep. is actually keeping God from being glorified. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you um, if you put the focus not so much on we have received gifts and we're just bad at using them, but go a step further and say by doing that we're being falsely humble, and by being falsely humble, we're actually keeping God from being glorified because God is glorified when we are fully alive with His gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So, hmm, what am I trying to say? So, how do we approach? The things that St. Paul says sometimes, like, you know, don't trust in, um, in your own abilities, trust in the, in the, in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He come, he says right now, I did not come with sublimity of words or wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh, sure. Well, okay. Is, is he being falsely humble? No, because he's no, 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 really, no, no, no. really eloquent and writes very, yeah, very well. Yeah. 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 But the, the word, the word <laughs> that you said that was key was trust, right? So, yeah. Is your trust in your gift or is your trust in the mm, Lord? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. You know, he did not come with persuasive words of wisdom, but with demonstration of spirit and power. Well, how is the spirit's power demonstrated? Through his words of wisdom. <laughs> so yep, he didn't yep. come with his words of proclamation so that we might be convinced of his eloquence. No, he came so that he might give <laughs> testimony to the power of God and God yeah. is glorified Ooh, like through that. his preaching. So. Mm-hmm. It's a subtle thing, you know, like humility is difficult. And I struggle with this with, with my own spiritual journey is that I am deathly afraid of being proud and being arrogant or coming off that way. But in the process of trying to humble myself, I come off like more of an arrogant person <laughs> because I don't acknowledge the good gifts that God has given me. Instead, I awkwardly try to feign humility, like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not that good at this. And it's like, well... What am I coming off as other than just somebody who is being falsely humble? Yeah, a little flippant even. Yeah, when it's like in reality, I should say like, yeah, praise God. You know, I'd love to preach. You know, like, for example, I think I'm a pretty good preacher. I think that I'm a, you know, pretty good. You think I think that you're a really good painter, for example. You might know that uh, about yourself, but you might hide it. And I might say, like, Jonathan, if you just say that you're a really good painter and say glory to God on the high in the highest because of it, it's like that's mm-hmm. humility. Is that my painting yeah. gives glory to God. My preaching gives glory right. to God. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, the glo- so how would you how would you state that as a theme for for a homily for this upcoming weekend? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of stuck on this idea. Because I like it. I think it's worth exploring. Okay, so this is this is where I would focus. I, I when I first read these readings, I thought, well, maybe I would preach on like uh there's the collaboration of like in the first reading from Isaiah, you know, share your bread with the hungry, um, and then they will give you know, give glory to God. So that there's a collaboration with our work and God's glory. So give work glory to God by doing the works of mercy, by feeding the poor, etc. But I don't think that that gets to the crux of it. And then it's sort of just like I would imagine talking to my congregation, I'd probably be like, you know, do good because that's that's important. You know, feed the hungry, <laughs> you know, give drink to the thirsty. It's like, okay, good. But this is falling on platitudes a little bit. I think the biting message of this week is know what you're good at and do it with excellence, but 
make sure that it's God getting the glory and not you. Stop yeah. stop being falsely humble. Maybe that would be my theme. Is that Well, and that's that's kind of what the that second part of the first reading is getting at, I think. If you remove from your midst oppression, false accusation and malicious speech, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then the light shall rise for you in the darkness mm. and the gloom shall become for you like midday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there's this a, sort of this irony here because like Jesus is saying, like, okay, so how would you contrast like putting your light on a hill to shine for others? How do you contrast that with, you know, the Pharisee in the temple praying for everyone to see him? What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the difference between um, something like magnanimity and hubris. I mean, one is... There it is. One is... Yeah, it's one is seeking the glory of God for the glory of God, and the other is seeking glory for yourself. Right. So with the works of mercy, for example, giving bread to the hungry, I can name right. a few people in my life that I've seen who do it to get recognition, you know? Yeah. To be seen as those who give food to the hungry. And it's like, well, is that what we're being called to, you know? Yeah. And that's the hard thing because you want to say, well, well, yeah, it doesn't matter what you think. Give food to the poor. <laughs> right, right. But there's a challenge here. Which on is a, true in a sense. But there's a, there's a spiritual reality here, which is it's not just the right, deeds, right, right. right? So right. look at the end of the gospel. Let your shine light before others that they may see your good deeds. And if you put the period right there, then we have a whole different gospel. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. That's a way to preach about this. Put the period mm. right there and you have a problem. That's no longer Christianity. Yeah. If you say... Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds, period. Yeah. Oof. Welcome to a world Man. where you are now the center of attention. You are now yeah. the savior. That just sent shiver down my spine. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a whole other clause there, which is, and glorify your heavenly father. Yeah. Yeah. You do these, these things so that this may happen. The glorification of our Father in heaven. Yeah. So, like, I, I had this image while I was praying with this of thinking about John the Baptist. It's like, it's like, don't look at me. I'm not the Savior. It's him. But it's like, well, John, yeah. you're a pretty charismatic figure. You're baptizing people yeah. and preaching the gospel. Like, why not you? It's like, well, no, because it's not me. It's not about me. You know, I'm going to keep preaching, but I'm going to keep preaching him um, and pointing to him. Anyway, I don't know. I can go on and on about this, but like, I think there's yeah, something Yeah, well, here. and I think that's... Well, and I think that's why we've still got light as our theme. I mean, that doesn't go away with the presentation. Oh, yeah. Um, our our psalm, the just man is a light in darkness to the upright. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the Alleluia verse, uh, whoever follows me will have the light of life. Um, yeah. The, yeah, absolutely. Every Actually, every single one of our readings has light in it. The end of the- All of them, yeah. Lampstand. Uh, the end of the, Isaiah has, then light shall rise from you in the darkness. Light shall rise, yeah. Um. Yeah, like this is really important. And because of the presentation, I think, um, and because of all of the steps that we've taken to get to where we are right now through the life of Christ, his birth and baptism and all that, we share in that. Because of who we are as human beings, we share in that. Mm -hmm. So that we can say, like the psalm, the just man is a light in darkness to the upright. Right, right. Um, we can have that magnet magnanimous spirit mm -hmm. that is the light in the darkness. Yeah. Now, I am not the light. But I am a light in the darkness. Right. So, but this is the, because I'm close to Jesus. And, but this is the subtle point is that in the darkness, you might think, well, I, I'm not the light. Jesus is the light. So he needs to shine. 
but he's saying you shine. Okay, yeah. so you shine, <laughs> and then but then the subtle point is that we shine not with our own light. Uh, right. We exactly. we shine the light exactly. of Christ in the darkness, and that's the struggle. Is that it's the difference between like, and maybe I don't believe this, but it's the difference between <laughs> being being the light and holding the light. Um, mm. Mm. So yeah. so like when you shine a light in the darkness, then you're not the light, but you're you're shining mm-hmm. the light. Um, Jesus is the light, but maybe I don't agree with that because Jesus says that you are the light of the world. <laughs> so you know. Well, think back to Simeon. When he perf- when he uh, sang his canticle, what what did he do right before that? He gave he took the child in his arms. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh huh. There's the light. Right. You're holding it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But see the, the and you become a reflector. Well, I wonder though. There, there's something provocative in Christianity, which is that we become little Christs as well. We become beacons. Yeah. Oh, we do. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, there's a whole play here with light. I think you're absolutely right that we could we could go into. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I like that a lot. So yeah, so we shine in the darkness, shining the light of Christ, pointing the false humility. That's huge. Um, oh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. There's something that was on my mind. So, so the word glory is really difficult mm-hmm. to preach on, uh, just because I don't really know what it is. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but one thing I do know that it is is that glory has something to do with light. Hmm. Okay. And imagine the brilliance of the transfiguration or, you know, Gandalf in, you know, Fangorn Forest after the resurrection or any, the brilliance of light that comes from new life and from divinity. That's glory and light always go together. And there's something about beauty as well that is in glory, that the radiance of light that shines off of the face of God. You know, we have that in the Eucharistic prayer is that, you know, we may, I don't remember what it is in English, but there's something about uh, meditating on the light that comes from the face of God in the Eucharistic mm. prayer. Um, anyway, you could play a little bit with the light is the glory of the Lord. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a feature of who God is, is that he's brilliant. Um, I don't know. It gets a little bit abstract that way. And I, I like the image of light and darkness, but I want to bring back to how is it that we point to Jesus as the light and not um, yeah, not be falsely humble either. You know, there's just a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is a, a tricky thing because you want to say, well, do humbling things, feed the poor, <laughs> clothe, uh, feed the hungry, clothe the poor. Um but then we were just talking about how that even that even that can become a false from the false spirit. Yeah, false humility, man. Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, that's huge. Hmm. So, what do you do? <laughs> What's the good news? <laughs> I think I think that there's something to be said. There's something to be said about this week's readings, where I would affirm that we have all been given the gifts that God has given us. For the tasks that we have been called to, for sure, yeah. I would affirm that. Yeah, but I wouldn't leave it there. I would push and say, so do not be afraid to use those gifts to glorify the Lord, but be wary of, be wary for one of drawing to of drawing attention to yourself, but then also be wary mm-hmm. of deflecting attention from yourself out of false mm-hmm. humility. Um, like there's good news here that God works through us to shine through us. Yeah. But then yeah. the danger is that we then either keep God from shining 
or we you know we have this false humility of god god is not working through me because i'm nothing it's like well right but god chose you <laughs> so you know <laughs> anyway yeah yeah what do you think the good news is no, I like what is the good news for you i like that um yeah along those same lines i think it's it's it really is a struggle to we want things to be perfect or we don't want to do them at all i think in a lot of a lot of the time mm. If I can't do this 100%, then it's not worth doing, which is a a lie. <laughs> right, right. Um, so like I may be tempted to – I may be tempted to false humility so I can't even do things that I may – that may lead me in that direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe. Does that mean we shouldn't do these things that Isaiah speaks about? Well, no. Like share your bread, shelter the oppressed, clothe the naked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do not turn your back on your own. Do all that stuff. But make sure that it's – it's your it's your journey. It's your me. It's the means to the end, and not the end in, the, in themselves. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Good. Any uh, parting thoughts? Uh, go pray. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good. Well, I look forward to hearing about your homily next week. Yeah. All right. All right, dude. Peace. <laughs>